What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on social platforms at Zan Morning. If you need help with that, link's in the show notes. Today's episode is part one of my interview with Chuckster. Chuckster's been in the wrestling card hobby for a very long time and has seen it all. Today we get into topics such as how he got into wrestling cards, how he was a set collector from a very early age, little wrestling figure talk, and how he's changed his style of collecting to adapt to releases and the different types of modern wrestling cards. A lot of great information in this one that I hope helps all of you collectors out. Speaking of helping out, just a reminder of some ways you can help support my content and keep these shows going each and every week. Links to all of these things I'm going to talk about are in the show notes for further information. Links to my YouTube channel, where there's a lot of great content. That was actually when I first started putting content out, my primary focus on the videos, and I really think it still is. I started this podcast after the YouTube channel, but make sure you head over there and subscribe and check out all the great content there. You want more audio wrestling card content? Check out the Worlds Collide podcast. Myself, Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com. Great back and forth conversations about different topics within the wrestling card hobby and just overall fun discussions. If you'd like to show your support monetarily, there's links below to Patreon where you can contribute as little as a dollar. Trust me, that will go a long way to keeping these shows going. And you can have your voice heard and come on the show. Different types of ways that you can help steer the content of the show and just be involved. There's also links to my eBay store. There's lots of great cheap wrestling cards, sports cards, memorabilia, all kinds of collectibles on there. A lot of that money does come back to buying equipment, hosting, all that stuff that goes into putting this content out. And of course, links to all the social platforms below. Without further ado, we got Chuckster, part one. Hey, thank you, Zan. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot. Thanks for taking the time to come on and enlighten everybody because you're going to have a different perspective than some of my other guests I've had on so far. And that's the whole point of the show for these interviews is to have Different people doing different things, hopefully help out all the collectors out there. So for anybody unfamiliar with you, just give everybody a quick background of who you are and what you do. Uh, name's Chuck. Everybody knows me as Chuckster on all the wrestling boards and Twitter and everywhere else. Um, I'm retired now, so I have a lot of time to spend with my collection. Been collecting for since probably the mid-early 80s, strictly wrestling. I don't go into other sports. Uh, I do do... I. I was into some pop, pop culture stuff for a while. Uh, my first set when I was a kid, I started collecting the Batman stuff. Cool. Uh, the 66 Batman. I was into Spider-Man. I did the movie cards like Planet of the Apes. I did X-Files, the Beatles, the Monkees, Dark Shadows. I did all those. Uh, in the early 80s is when I really started getting into wrestling and went to my first indie show with uh, Sergeant Slaughter and the Moondogs. And uh, after that, I thought, wow, I really like this. So I started looking around for some wrestling stuff. Um, actually, the first set of cards I bought was everybody's, I think, first set was the 87 Tops. Yep, that was um, mine. <laughs> once, 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 I, once I hit wrestling cards, there was no looking back. The rest just kind of went, Shh. I was like, all the money I spent on this, no, it's going to go to wrestling. Um, not only did I do wrestling cards, I did action figures, I did magazines, anything that had a wrestling logo on it. This boy had it. <laughs> um, just recently, I sold my entire wrestling figure oh. collection to a uh, vintage store up in uh, 
Philadelphia and because I just couldn't afford to to keep it anymore and I just had nowhere to store it because I had moved and I just didn't want it sitting in a in a storage unit forever and ever just you know I wanted somebody to get something out of it and it's time to move it on to newer collectors I've had it for years I've had my enjoyment out of it so it's time to move on cards seem to be easier to collect easier to store um can't say easier to collect because right now with the price of oh. time, it's not, it's not so easy to collect anymore, but, uh, but yeah, I've got just a little bit of everything from, from everywhere. So, uh, so basically I'm, I consider myself just a wrestling card, you know, archivist and collector. All right. So I told you before we started, you know, I had some questions for you, but it could go off the rails right off the bat based on your responses. And that just opened up two more questions. I didn't expect so you said you used to collect uh, other things, but mainly just wrestling now. Is there, yeah. is there still anything outside of wrestling of other collectible genres that you're into? I would, I would always go after Batman. Okay. Batman was my, was my go-to superhero as a kid. Um, when that first set came out in 1966 by Tops, there was a little store at the end of our street that sold them by the pack. Me and my friends would ride down on our bikes every couple of days and buy another pack. I put that first set together pack at a time at eight years old that's awesome. <laughs> so, so that uh, really that's that's my only other really collectible thing because i just like i said being retired and not having the funds that i used to have with when i was working i had to kind of kind of narrow my collecting stance and uh so i just spend whatever money i have that i can on the wrestling industry right now do you keep an eye on that old Batman stuff? I actually, uh, right around Christmas time, bought a PSA 6 version of one of those Batman cards as a gift for somebody I knew that was a huge Batman fan. And it was very affordable, even in a slab. So do you do you know well, much about that market of that vintage Batman stuff? I don't. I backed off on it a little bit. Um, occasionally, I'll check eBay, but I just see the raw cards. I haven't seen any graded stuff on there. And, and again, they're still pretty affordable. But yeah. to me, it's the nostalgia thing because I went a kid. That was when Batman was starting to come out, and I was a you know, it was it was just fun to me. It's just it's just for the fun and the nostalgia of it. And uh, but I don't really collect much of anything else anymore. Um, like I said the wrestling magazines was a big deal. I still have my big collection of those. Um, I had sus- subscribed to the WWF magazine for years. Got the whole entire card series out of them right. because I was getting them in the mail because you didn't get them on the newsstand issue it had to be you had to subscribe to it to get the ones with the cards in it and uh, so i still have all those um wow magazine the wcw magazine yeah uh wwf magazine when the raw magazines you name it any uh, pro wrestling illustrated and all their offshoots like insider wrestling and um there was just i still have all my magazine collection it's still in storage i, I can't get i can't bring myself to let go of it because there's so much wrestling history stored in those magazines be it be it you know made up or real it's just right. good stuff you know good photos good shots um you mentioned the action figures and this is something i used to be really into and i'm kind of like you I, I got rid of them for two reasons one space you you named it mm-hmm. uh the second reason i got rid of it is i actually saw more money whether that's uh a, like retaining its value or just easier to make money selling lower end stuff because it's cheaper to ship them on wrestling cards and they're easier to store. So for me, I took all, that's, you know, when I got started, I've told that story about spending $10 on a box of cards and then working my way up to the collection I have from there. Minus, of course, what I had as a child or, you know, odds and ends I bought along the way. And 
one thing I did is I took all of that money that I had in those wrestling cart or those wrestling figures that I sold and I was able to get some pretty good pieces. We see a lot of modern day wrestling fans still buying the figures but aren't into the cards. Uh, we're still trying to crack the code on why a lot of those fans go for the figures and not the cards or something else. Uh, you've, you've been in both worlds. Can you answer that or kind of expand on it? The figures are really difficult to, to, to pinpoint. Um, there's really only a few. I mean, the really popular ones are the ones that people go after. But when I was buying my figures, I would, like a set would come out with, with a set usually had six, six figures in the set. If I, if I was in a store and I wanted to buy, a say, just a rock figure, I, I wouldn't buy just it. If it was series one, I had to buy all six that belonged to it. Right. And that's how I collected a lot of people don't do that now. Either it's very, uh, yeah. Pe people want just the rock or just Stone Cold. They don't want all those little in between ones, and they're kind of sitting there gathering dust. It's it's the it's the big stars that are bringing in the money. But why people would go after them instead of the card? I, it's it's beyond me. I've never figured that out either. The only thing I did like about that, and I kind of hated when I sold my collection because I I kept everything in the, in the box or in the pack. A lot of those figures, especially the two packs, the grudge matches, had cards in them. Oh yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pull the cards out because that would ruin the value of the figures. So when the right. figures went, those cards went with them. Um, I kind of regret that that part of it, but uh, but I, I I guess it's the figures i guess it's just because of the the kids like to play with them a lot and then once they're done with them the adults splash onto them and think oh i can turn this over flip it or whatever but i i just don't know the difference why they would collect a, a figure over the cards i just i just can't put a finger on that i still think it would be cool like one of these days i'm gonna buy uh uh one of the base like hogan ljn figures I want to actually buy that in one of those graded encapsulation things, even if it's not in that graded condition, because I think it's still cool to own a few figures here and there. It's just, you know, I'm sure you can relate when you've got them everywhere and it gets to the point where you can't do anything with them other than put them away in a tub or a box. You're like, what's the point? If it's going to take me forever to get to these, why should I have them? Might as well just fold those into something else, you know? Exactly. I had some old Remco's. They were out of the packs, but they were they were the really good and they were in good shape. They had all the pieces to them. I mean, uh, and the card shop or the 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 uh, toy shop that I sold them all to took them to uh, a toy show here a couple weeks ago. They sold my rocker set for I think it was like two hundred seventy five dollars out of the package. I mean, and so, so they're, they're really still bringing in the money that early early stuff still bringing in the money. But the, the newer stuff just isn't it, you know, because there's Jack Pacific got a hold of that license and they just did the same thing that Pops has done with the cards. They're just like overproduced. There's just so much of it out there. And I just couldn't keep up with it all. I had Beanie Babies. I had action figures. Uh. I had little die cast cars. I had I had yo-yos with the with wrestlers on it. I had, you know, just if it had wrestling on it, I had it. It was in my collection. And uh, when, when that guy come down, he called me, said, well, I'm going to bring a van down to pick it all up. Do you think a van will be enough? I said, no. No, better bring really? an 18-wheeler. It, it he, he, he brought a huge, I mean, an extra huge van. We just barely got it all in there. It was a 5 by 10 storage unit that he loaded up full of action figures. But uh, he seems to be doing well and getting the money out of him. I've been keeping in touch with him. But I just, to me, I'm like you. It's just so much easier 
to keep and store the cards. You just you just run out of space with the figures after a while. You just can't do it. And I think most of these people that are buying them are just flipping them. I don't think they're buying them and keeping them in their collection. I think they're buying them and flipping them. Well, I see some people that are keeping them, but they're you know it, like I feel like I'm when I see pictures of their posted that they posted, and this is how I felt too when I had action figures everywhere. I feel like I'm on an episode of Hoarders. Uh-huh. like i just well, i'm just like oh my gosh there's too much stuff here i can't do it and i, I gotta get rid of it uh some i had a friend build a room in my house we have a, had a room in my house before i moved and it was just we referred to it as the wrestling room i had a ring yeah. set up in the middle with all like with all the figures the cool. loose figures in it we built shelving all the way around had the figures spaced out on the shelves we took the drop ceiling out and put posters up where the drop ceiling would have been so that there was like pictures on the ceiling Awesome. It was just, it was a, it was an amazing room and uh, people would just come into that room. And there was a hole, I think, where you walked in the door for people where people's jaws are hit, you know, just, <laughs> kind of like, well, there's a hole. I better watch yeah, there. My jaw just hit the floor there, but people just was amazed at what I had. They'd say, oh yeah, he says he has some figures. They, I figured they thought they'd come in and they'd see all 10 or 12 figures. They walked in that room and they just walked out of there shaking their head. It was just unbelievable. But, uh, you mentioned earlier that the Rockers figures sold for a couple hundred bucks. And I remember mm-hmm. when I was really into wrestling figures, I was looking at those Rockers and I would even see them, you know, mint on card occasionally. And I'm like, oh, uh, you know, a thousand dollars for a figure. That's that's absurd. That's crazy. You know, there's mm-hmm. money to be made. Little did I know what the card market was going to do. And you talked about tops over producing their cards and stuff. But now you can find some stuff in Transcendent or some stuff in fully loaded where those cards like put these rare action figures to shame. And that's why I ended up going with the cards because it's smaller, it's cooler. You could own a piece of, you know, whatever they were wearing or the mat or whatever. And it's worth more. Um, Just thought I'd throw that out there since we were talking about it. Exactly. And that's when we were talking about cards and those, those more expensive end cards too. And we get talking about the autographs on them. You were talking about getting a piece of the swatch. Um, for me, the autographs, I really like when they do the on-card autographs better because to me, oh, yeah. that gives me a connection with that particular character. They've actually held that card. They signed that card as opposed to them just signing a whole page of stickers and then right. somebody else putting the stickers on the card. It gives a little more personal touch to it. So um, the, the, the cards themselves, I just really enjoy. Um, but again, with Topps overproducing and the price of the box skyrocketing these days, like I've talked to on other, another show too. Um, I've kind of this year kind of cut back when the box breaks. Cause I would buy two or three boxes for every release and, uh, and break them. And I just can't afford to do that. So what I'm going to do this year is I'm focusing more on the indie sets um, instead of buying the mass produced stuff, because you can buy them a dime a dozen. Now somebody, somebody breaks up, puts it on the internet for, ten dollars for the set yeah it's crazy up that way because i've got probably every autograph i need and every swatch card i ever need um very few autographs that i don't have in my many years of collecting Uh, i've got over 300 sets of cards um and we're we're talking not just the tops of the wwe we're talking every wcw set put out including the peru set um i've got the uh japanese i've probably got 15 or 20 japanese sets I got a couple of sets from Germany. Um, just got, they're just so unique and so, just so fun to go through. 
And a lot of people store their stuff and they put, they get, oh, great, I got this set. I'll put it in the album. I'll put it on the shelf. They never look at it again. I'm a little different. About once or twice a week, I'll pull out a binder and I'll just flip through it. Like, oh, I forgot I had this. This is so cool. Uh, to me, it's all about just the fun and joy of collecting. I don't do it as a business. I don't do it. it to me, it's just a hobby. It's my escape from real life for an hour or two every day. You know? And yeah. uh, I, I just, I just do, do it to clear my mind and just to have fun and just concentrate on that one, one little area of collecting. So, um, but the cards are just really a, really a fun way to do it. I was watching one of your shorts here a couple, about a week or so ago, you did one on the um, ice cream bar cards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those, that's kind of a, a, a set that I, I've been building for years and I'd love to actually final finalize that in the next year or two i don't think it'll ever happen because they're so hard to get but um especially for some reason the earlier stuff was easier to get than the later stuff that the stuff that unilever put out is so much harder to find these days um the gold bond and the yeah. uh, good humor they they're a little easier to to track down and uh, they ended up putting like 17 sets of them out oh i didn't realize there's that many sets yeah, there's 17. Now, you could say 17, but technically it's 16 because in 2002, when WWF lost the, the rights to use WWF and became WWE, they had put out the set with WWF for 2002. Then they re-released the exact same cards with the WWE wow. logo. So set 13 and 14 kind of or I think it's 12 and 13 or 13, 14. I'm not sure which two it is, but they're, they're the identical set. Just the difference is the logo on them. And they were such a fun set to collect. I mean, just, just all of them were. And Gold Bond and, um, and Good Humor actually started making specific sets based on, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word I want to use. Like for instance, one set they put out, it was all, what they call the toughest opponent. So they'd have a wrestler and they would say who their toughest opponent was. One set was all the wrestlers catchphrases. That was a pretty neat set. One was the new generation, which is one of my favorite sets because it was bright. It was colorful. It was fun. It was back when Brad Hart and Diesel and all right. those were yeah. the big deal. And uh, those were fun sets to collect. And I, to this day, that's kind of the one I still gravitate to try to find pieces every now and then they're just drying up though a lot right now but um but they were a fun set to collect and when you had that little video on last week or so i thought oh this is so cool you know somebody yeah somebody, somebody remembers these ask me about that and ask me about kind of you know rare obscure food product like oddball wrestling cards so uh you know i like to cover that stuff to kind of get that information out there so that's even more information so whoever asked that question there you go there's more information so one of the biggest reasons this is the main topic of the show, I wanted to have you on because you are unlike most other people I know in any kind of hobby space, as you're primarily a set collector. Most set collectors I know are from uh, baseball, actually. I don't even see another sports people collecting complete sets. So out of everything that you collect and when you start collecting, what, what made you want to go down the road of, hey, I just want sets. I want complete sets. That's what I'm focused on just my OCD. I got to have everything. <laughs> if, if I had a set, if I had a card that was, if the set was numbered one to 50 and card 39 was missing, that would drive me nuts until I had it. So if I was going to 
buy a set, or if I was going to buy a card from the set, you know, just buy, like I was telling you with the figures, how I wouldn't buy just one figure. I'd have to buy right. all six that belong. Same with the wrestling cards. I couldn't buy just The Rock or just Steve Austin or just Hogan. I had to have, if I bought that Hogan card from the Tops 87, then I had to have the entire 87. And I was, in the beginning, a completist. I had to have everything that belonged to that set. Um, as the years have come, come by, being a completist has become obsolete you can't do it anymore because of so many parallels so many insert sets so many uh autographs and swatches you just can't be a completist anymore so i have tried to just force myself to get just the base set and if there's a couple inserts to it i'll buy the insert sets and then the rest of it i just kind of leave alone and say hey i've completed it i just kind of got to lie to myself in the head <laughs> a little right, bit yeah yeah it's like but but i just i just have to I just have to have it all. I just like the cards. You know, I just like to have those sets. They're just, and, and with like over 300 sets in my collection, you can imagine how overwhelming that could be. You know, I mean, yeah. we were talking about storing figures. I mean, obviously storing cards is a little easier, but still that's a lot of binders and a lot of, a lot of top loaders. And a lot of, you know. Yeah. That's actually one thing we're going to touch on here in a minute is how you store things because I've actually, switch to a binder method for a player collection I have with basketball cards. And I think that would be helpful to everyone as well. And other set collectors out there. And, and I'm guessing this is one reason why you're buying more indie stuff now is because when you buy it, you get the whole set right there and there's not as many chase or parallels. Exactly. That, that was, that was a point I wanted to bring up. You, you nailed it, but cause, cause if I buy a set, bam, I've got it. I'm a completist again. Right. And I, I complete that set. And there's so many new ones out right now that are so impressive that have, current stars before they were stars like for instance the joey janela sets spring break night yeah. spring break three joey janela sets one and two i mean they've got mjf they've got sammy guerrera they've got they've got most of the aew stars on there they got jungle boy um they've just got a lot of the the stars that are just now starting to get national recognition they were popular on the indie scene for years i knew of a lot of them but a lot of people didn't if not sure a really right. hardcore fan Right. And but I followed the Indies too through magazines and through online sites and things like that. So uh, when when I, when these guys started popping up on cards, it's like wow, I can I can get, you know, everybody everybody thinks this AEW set's going to have their rookie cards in. No, it's not. To yeah. me, these, yeah. These, here we go again with that yeah. debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. We, yeah, we're not going to get into that. It never that's, ends. That's long, yeah, that's a long, long discussion. It'll never have a. I like what Tony come up with, uh, you know, have first card, call it just the first card. First you know? card, yeah. <laughs> but then you get into that debate of, well, is this, I'll take, a, I actually was doing a, uh, writing some notes for another show coming up when I was talking about Brian Pillman. So yeah, you have his first card, which is technically that 1990 Slamorama board game card, but it's mm -hmm. not his first pack pullable card, but it's technically neither one of those are his first card because he had that football card in 1986. So, I mean. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you can do the same thing with The Rock, and you can do the yeah. same thing with Tammy Fitch when she had was her cheerleader days, you know. And there's just a, a lot. And of course, my my current favorite that I'm trying to chase down, obviously Thunder Rosa. Everybody knows I'm a big fun Thunder Rosa fan. Trying to chase down her cards, I found a couple, but they're really difficult. And I'll never ever find what the true rookie is on that one, I guess, either. But but um, so are so you? I guess are, my favorite. Are you Go mainly ahead. are you mainly doing just the base sets or are you chasing uh also subsets and insert sets? 
I'm chasing the inserts. I just okay. don't do parallels anymore. Parallels right. are gone. Boom. If I like, for instance, if you, if you have a base set and say there's a there's a insert set of ten cards or and, and another insert set of twenty, I'll buy those inserts to complete what I call a mini master instead of a master set. Master set, you got everything. Right. A mini master is just one of just the base and the inserts. I'm not going after the parallels. I'm not going after the inserts. I'm not going after the autographs. You know, the, those things like that. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm doing. And then I just got to say, good, I'm done and move on because there's so much out there and I don't want to miss it. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if a lot of these uh, companies are starting to make parallels and uh, you know different variations for more player collectors or people well i i like player collecting more and i also like having the one or two high-end pieces as opposed to having the whole base set now it's no offense to you i'm just wondering if they're trying to maybe like appease both both sides possibly that's a that's a that's a a really good thought yes i would never thought of it that way but you're right because there are you know i've got a couple friends of mine that do they only collect certain certain players certain like some some only collect hogan Right. I know a friend of mine that only does Charlotte Flair. I just heard recently of a of a woman, this the female actually collector, who's doing uh, the McMahon family. The oh, that's cool! McMahon what a, what a great collection. Yeah, and uh, so the I just so I can see them making a one of ones to appease the the set collectors. That's that's cool. You know, I just unfortunately I just kind of sit back and drool sometimes. Do gee whiz, if I could get that, then I could. <laughs> go after all the other <laughs> yeah but the, the thing the thing is if people will follow you on twitter which guys go follow him on twitter uh, we'll put the link to his uh profile in the show show notes but you you the some of the cards you show that are you know just you just happen to have are like the cards that everybody wants so that's mm-hmm. one of the things about set collecting that's good is you've always got that stuff and then but the thing is you don't ever sell anything either do you now if i have duplicates yes if i have duplicates and believe me i have tons of duplicate base sets tons uh, from tna and and more current uh wwe like from 2000 up um the earlier stuff it's been pretty much rated you know the the 87s and below oh, all yeah, those are much gone but the uh but like just about every tna set i have duplicates of about just just about everything from about 2010 maybe on up i have duplicates of and and yeah i sell them cheap just to uh, I don't. I don't want to play the market and say, "Oh my God, I got this set." But make an offer. Uh, Fifty bucks? No, that's not enough. I. I don't do that. I, I want them out there because I've got them. They're just going to sit there in my house collecting dust if I don't do anything with them. So yeah, I'll sell them pretty cheap. Yeah, and then you uh, can take that money if you wanted and parlay it into the pieces you don't have. That's my favorite thing to do with it. That's exactly what I do with it. That's yep. exactly what I do with it. So, and that way it kind of keeps, I, I, I have that little income coming into my PayPal account that I can just flip over onto something that right. I see coming in. And, uh, but, it, but again, like I said, it's just, I've really been focusing more on the Indies this year, but uh, there's a couple of sets that I'm trying to finish up from past years. Number one is obviously the ice cream bar cars. I still, I'll still always chase those. Um, there's one card from the 2010 platinum set that I'm really after, which is a blue parallel of Kelly Kelly, because the 2010 Platinum and the 2015 Undisputed, I liked so well that I actually did chase the parallels. And uh, so I have like all the green parallel of the 2010. I have all but one of the blue and I'm almost down to gold and that will complete my 2010. 
and on the 2015 Undisputed, I've got all three parallels completed. So I was I was pretty proud of that. I didn't go after the one of ones, obviously, because I knew I would never complete those. But but uh, all the all the ones that were numbered to like 50 or 199, 50 and 25, I believe they were. I've completed all those. Great conversation today. Make sure to check out next week's episode, which will be part two of my interview with Chuckster. Until then, make sure to check out all the past episodes of this podcast in the archives. Check out the show notes where I've got links to all the other content that I'm working on, as I stated earlier. Please subscribe, share this show with a friend if you're digging wrestling card chatter. And until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun, because having fun may be the most important part of all of this. We'll see you next time.